It's that time of the week again. Clark Barrington, BYU team captain and offensive guard, joins us here on the show. We'll talk about the Liberty loss. Look forward to the matinee affair Friday night against East Carolina. whole lot to talk about on this edition of Locked on Cougars. You are Locked on Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. We are your only daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. The goal here, simply stated, is to make you the smartest BYU fan out there. And just a quick reminder that today's title sponsor of Locked On Cougars is Sling TV. Sling is ever, something for everybody, especially when it comes to your college football coverage. With a, with a massive lineup of games across the ACC, Big Ten, Pac-12, and SEC, you can catch all the games you want on Sling, and you and you can check it out now. Sling TV, to see that massive lineup of games they have all season long, Sling, the TV you love, for a price you'll love, try it today. Time to welcome in now BYU Offensive Guard, as well as Team Captain Clark Barrington. Clark, how are you? I'm doing alright, how you doing? I'm doing well. I think I would I would surmise I'm probably doing better than you guys are inside that locker room because nobody likes to lose football games, especially losing three straight. So uh, I yeah. guess we'll start here. Give me a sense of where you're at personally and where you feel like the team is at right now. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a serious uh, gut check. Um, you know, just like you said, nobody likes to, to lose football games and, and doing it three times in a row, you know, that, that sucks even more. And so, you know, it's just uh, – you know, a good time for, for us to kind of reflect personally um, and change what needs to be changed, you know, in our personal lives and our personal play. And then, you know, hopefully as, as we all do that, then, um, you know, we'll have better outcomes in the future. So. We heard both post-game as well as during the Monday media availability that Puka Nakua is one of the players who spoke up in the locker room after the game. Jaron Hall described the, the meeting as being brief because he said nothing really changed uh, in terms of the overall performance in his mind. So he said it was a b- very brief meeting in the post-game locker room. Can you kind of give us a sense of what was said and just kind of the overall uh, message coming out of that? Yeah, you know, um, pretty much that. You know the the way we're playing right now is is unacceptable, and and I think that's something that um, you know we all know and understand. And and Puka just kind of stood up there and 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 said that for for us all. You know it's unacceptable, and 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 we need to figure it out fast, or or else you know we'll, we'll lose control pretty quickly. So. Now, Liberty, you guys go up 14-3 to in that first quarter. And it, it, honestly, I, I'm sitting there watching this game. I'm like, okay, they got this thing on lock. It felt like in many ways you guys kind of controlled that game through the first quarter. Then the uh, final three quarters, you had 116 yards in the first quarter and then 142, if my math is correct, in the final three quarters. Give me a sense. What happened offensively? Yeah, um, you know, things weren't, weren't working our way. And, and we weren't able to capitalize on the opportunities we 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 were given. So, um, you know, I, I just think that that we just came out and we didn't play our best ball. So, is there was it something that Liberty was doing, or do you feel like it was just a lack of execution? Um, you know, as much as as Liberty was a good team and stuff like that, um, you know, I think we just weren't ourselves. Um, you know, there was a, a big lack of execution. 
execution and and doing what we do best. So you talk about it, you guys weren't yourselves. Is there? It, I, I, this is me. This is my observation from the outside. It feels like almost everybody in the program is kind of stuck in a funk in a way, and the, the, just that you guys, in a way, aren't able to get out of your own way. If that if, if that makes sense at all, do you feel that same way? Yeah, you know, I, I think I would agree with that. Um, you know, we, we've beat ourselves a lot um, this season. And so, you know, that's kind of kind of the big focus, you know, is, is kind of like what you, you know, get out of our own way. Um, you know, do the things that, that we've been doing um, for, for a while now and, and get back to, to the basics and, and, and hopefully that will, will help us. So. Now, you guys on the offensive line, you just had a pretty tight rotation uh, this season. It's actually gotten even tighter as the season's gone along here. I the funny thing is I was actually reading some statistics. A lot of people have been bagging on the offensive line for the lack of the production in the run game. But the funny thing about this is in 155 carries, you guys are averaging north of five yards per carry. And I know that's being helped by there's a 75-yard rush, the very first play of the season by the guy, by Puka Nakua. That type of stuff is right. helping that average. But uh, the, the, the 155 carries, though, that's kind of the alarming number to me. The, the average is not all that surprising because you guys are actually production-wise doing okay. The lack of plays overall is glaring. It feels like, and I've had some conversations with folks, and we've gone back and kind of looked at the numbers. You guys are far below the national average in terms of overall possessions in a game. Is is that something that you feel like is is hampering your guys' ability to score the points you think are requisite to win games? Um, yeah, it's 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 been different. It's been um, you know, kind of an interesting season. You know, like you said, we we haven't had a ton of possessions, but but in turn, you know, we need to make the most of the, of the times we, we do get to touch the ball. And so, um, you know, I think, I think, you know, that, that does come into play, um, a little bit with that. Um, but for sure we've fallen short, um, um, times that, that we have gotten the ball. So, well, yeah, and I, I was just going to add that if you, 155 carries, it probably sounds like a lot to, to anybody when you say 155 carries, but across eight games, folks, that's less than 20 carries on average per game. We're talking about a sport that you can see a, a single running back go for 25 or 30 carries. We saw it with Tyler Algier multiple times last year. So uh, is that? are you hoping at some point you guys can kind of stem the tide of what's been going against you and get to where you guys can give a guy, maybe a guy like Christopher Brooks or Miles Davis that opportunity to get 20 to 25 touches? Yeah, for sure. That's that's the goal. Um, you know, as an old lineman, you you want to be able to run the ball and, and run it out well. And so, you know, that, that's that's the goal for sure going forward. All right. Uh, we'll get to a little bit about the ECU game coming up here in just a moment. I, I want to ask you one last question. And uh, obviously, when the losses start piling up, there's always the, the, the concern that things could splinter. And you've already kind of re- referenced this. we, we got to get back on the same page, all of that type of stuff. Are you concerned at all about uh, guys starting to pull, I guess, a little too far? For, uh, how do I say this? Trying to pull their own weight a little too far in their own direction versus being uh, team oriented. Um, you know, I think I think we got a good group of guys, um, and so I'm I'm not too worried too much, you know, about um, a whole lot of splintering and all that, um, you know, because we we all have that main goal in mind, and, and that's to win games and and to have a, a good rest of the season, and so. You know, that's just kind of been our focus and the talk today is just, you know, coming together. You know, we we know that, that we have fallen short, you know, individually or or as as a team and, and you know, we just we just know that the only way we will, you know, get through it is is if we we come together and, and, and that will help along the way, so 
All right, I, I got a follow up question to that, but real quick, let's get a let's get a word in on one of our great sponsors on today's show. It's our friends over at Simply Safe and uh, Clark. I think you and I both agree that having your home broken into is probably a bad thing. Nobody wants that to happen. But over four million uh, people out there are trusting Simply Safe with their home security system uh, right now. Simply Safe is here for you guys. They're giving listeners forty percent off their advanced security system. Was just named the it, it was just named the best home security of twenty twenty two by U.S. News. I would encourage you guys to give it a shot because it's Simply Safe. Your safety is the only thing that matters. Simply Safe is here to help you guys with that advanced technology, as mentioned, whether it's controlling your home from your phone with the app, watching Crystal Clear HD live stream of your security cameras, and a wide variety of high tech sensors or something else. That is what Simply Safe is here for. And the best part is, Simply Safe has 24 7 monitoring to make sure you guys are taken care of. They will, when a threat is detected, their monitoring professionals promptly contact you and will dispatch first responders to your home, even if you're away and unable to respond. 24-7 professional monitoring costs under $1 a day. That's less than half the cost of ADT's traditional professional installed plan. So check it out, my friends. Do not miss this chance to save big when you protect your home with the best. Get 40% off your order when you visit simplysafe.com slash college today. Once again, that's simplysafe.com. That's S-I-M-P-L-I-S-A-F-E dot com slash college today. Customize the perfect system for your needs today. Once again, that's simplysafe.com slash Locked on college one more time. There's no safe like simply safe. All right, folks, uh, continuing on here with Clark Barrington, but a reminder for you guys, make sure you check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast. It's your uh, way to catch up on all the other sports out there going on. And Clark, I- I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to lob this to you real quick. Uh, you guys are obviously so ingrained with football. I know you, that you, you pay attention to other sports. How difficult can that be in the middle of a football season? Paying attention to different sports? Yeah, like NBA, NFL, all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I just don't really, it's more for leisure. Okay. Right? You know, it's kind of get, get your mind off of what you're doing, who we're playing, who we're planning it for and all that stuff. And, and, you know, it, it's kind of, maybe sometimes it's just for noise in the background or whatever else, you know? Um, you know, but I love, I love watching, you know, the, the guys that have, moved on from from BYU in the NFL and all that stuff that that always brings it a a little more fun to to watching it too so I always turn on when one of those guys are playing I'm talking Tyler Fred uh, Zach uh, I'm talking about Zach Wilson Fred Warner Tyler Algier all those guys I I get that so I want to encourage everybody if you if you're like Clark and it's kind of yeah you're not able to pay I guess keen attention to it you want to get caught up on the day's worth of sports all the biggest storylines everything you need check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast it's free and available wherever you get your podcasts also available on YouTube but encourage you to subscribe there and also enable notifications on that front All right, uh, Clark uh, when it comes to you guys getting ready for a short week here I know it's one day less it's it's not the Thursday night affair that you guys had against Utah State earlier this year which is trying to pack in a lot into like two days it feels like you get one extra day here for a Friday matchup Uh, so how uh, compact is the schedule this week? What has the messaging from the coaches been in terms of, okay, we've lost three, we're trying to avoid a fourth straight loss. What are you guys doing different this week, if anything at all? Yeah, um, you know, it, we're, we're really bringing back, um, you know, more of, of, of a competitive mindset, I think. Um, you know, it, to be honest, it seems like um, the team's gotten soft and, and we're kind of, you know, fragile and easy easy to break. Um, and so, you know, bringing back that that tough mindset and and those things, you know, every day in practice, 
and competing against each other, you know, good on good and, and whatever else we do. And so, um, you know, just, just trying to bring back that, that fire and, and get that fire back in our, our souls. So. Now, uh, the soft word, it's usually a four-letter word in the, in the game of football. I, I, I've, I've heard, talked to enough people that when that term is used, usually guys shudder at that thought because it is a, it's, it's a macho sport. It's a sport that you're supposed to go out there and prove that you're the quote-unquote alpha out there on the football field. You talk about how you feel like it's gotten a little soft. You guys are fragile. That's something that Coach Roderick used in his appearance on Coordinator's Corner as well. Now, when it comes to that, how does that mindset get into the program in the first place in your mind? Um, you know, I think, you know, in the past years, you know, we, we've been kind of the underdog. Um, and, and maybe this year, you know, we finally felt like we've proved ourselves. Um, and, and, you know, there was probably a, a little bit of complacency that set in. Um and those things, and and I think you know, just kind of that mindset and change um, can can develop. You know, guys being soft and and not being tough and and reliable as as we once were. So. Now, sitting at four and four, obviously, you guys have kind of sunk back down to where you are in probably are in your minds the underdog. You're trying to snap a three game losing streak. Uh, a lot of guys, I'm sure, are down on themselves, down on the team, that type of stuff. You talk about competition and trying to get that 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 mindset back of hey, we're on, we're we've got that edge to us. How do you feel like you best go about getting that back? Um, you know, I think it starts with with the everyday little things. Um, you know, and loving what we're doing. Um, you know, like you said, you know, there's going to be competition, um, you know, against the offense, against defense, but also, you know, within the offense and position-wise as well. And so I think this week is a, is a big week for for guys to kind of prove themselves again, um, prove that, that we can, you know, trust certain guys out there on the field and to make plays and, and to do their job. And so – I just think, you know, just trust and love, you know, for the game and then um, just just loving it every day and, and competing every day. So you talk about that competition factor. We saw Joe Tukuafu replace Connor Pay in the starting lineup on the offensive line. The question was asked to Kalani, is Connor injured? Because a lot of people thought oh, with him being replaced, it might have been an injury. He said it's not injury. We're having competitions going on. Is that what you're talking about here? Is Connor essentially got beat out in practice? That's why Joe's got the spot for the time being. Yeah, I think I think there's a lot of competition going on, um, you know, throughout the entire line. So, um, and even other positions as well. So it'll be exciting to see, you know, what guys step up and and what guys will play on Saturday. So. Now, obviously, getting ready for East Carolina, they're a team coming clear across the country. You guys just flew back from clear across the country for the second time. Uh, what do you know about the Pirates at this point? Yeah, you know they're they're a really good team. Um, you know, they're big, they're physical, they're fast. Uh, and, you know, if if we're not prepared, it's it's going to be another another uh, game like Liberty. And so you know, I just think that we need to, you know, do everything within our power to prepare the best we can and, and, and go out and play well. So. 
Now, uh, winter seemingly showed up overnight. I'm wearing a hoodie here. I'm wearing my jazz hoodie <laughs> yeah, here because yeah. it's, it's downright frigid outside. Winter showed up seriously here along the Wasatch Front. Uh, you're a guy, you're an offensive lineman. I'm sure uh, colder weather doesn't bother you as much as maybe some of the other guys, the quote-unquote pretty boys out there at the, the skill positions. But how much can the elevation and the, the fact that it might be in the 40s when you guys play East Carolina help you in your mind? Um. You know, I'm, I'm sure it helps a lot. Um, you know, we'll be practicing in this weather all week, and so we'll, we'll be we'll be used to it and, and ready to go. And and you know, who knows what what weather they're coming from? And and it's probably a little bit warmer or not. But uh, you know, I, I think I think it could play play a role in the game. I, I don't know how large of a role though. <laughs> Now, if Clark Barrington has given his preference of the weather conditions for a game, what are your ideal weather conditions you'd like to play in? Um, I would say a little overcast, maybe about 60 degrees or so. and <laughs> that, That's probably the best, best weather for me. A.K.A. the weather we have not had yet this fall, right? Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> the thing is, I I was wearing shorts until late last week. It was seventy five degrees every day yep. for the better part of like three weeks. It was fantastic weather, and then literally overnight, wake up Sunday morning, it's thirty five degrees outside. And I'm like, what in the world just happened? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I get that, and that, that, that's that's the tough part when it comes to that. All right, so you talk about – I want to get back to ECU for just one more minute here. Uh, you guys are in your final year of independence. You've been playing teams all over the country. You guys uh, went to ECU back in 2017. I don't think you remember of that team. I think you might have been on your mission at that time. But yep. you guys have been playing so many programs around the country that – the familiarity uh, really outside of, I'd say, Utah State, Utah, and Boise State is not necessarily there. Does that, in your mind, help or hinder you guys in terms of your preparation for games like this? Um, you know, I, I don't know if it does really either. <laughs> okay. Um, I, think, I think it's just, you know, a fact that, you know, we're going to play a bunch of different teams, mm-hmm. you know, each season and, who knows if we've ever played them before or, or the last time we played them, but I think just preparation is the same either way. Um, of course, it's, it's nice to kind of know, you know, a little bit more about your opponent, and, and if you've played them in the past, then, then that helps. But, uh, you know, I, I think we do a pretty good job um, just learning about about the scheme and, and preparing for that. So, Is ECU's defensive alignment on film to you like similar to anybody you already have faced this year? Are they a unique look? Um, you know, honestly, they're pretty similar to to what we saw last week. Okay, you know, um, kind of a mix mix of fronts and and a lot of movement and and pressure. And so, um, I think you know, prepping for last week will will give us uh, you know, kind of a good experience good knowledge going going into this week so all right I, I got a few more questions here we'll have some fun along the way as we round out this edition of the clark barrington show but first a word on our friends over at linkedin wanted to make sure we get a plug in for them they're doing a great job for us here on the locked on college network these days every new potential hire can feel like a high stakes wager for your small business you want to be 100 percent certain that you have the access to the best qualified candidates available and that's why you have to check out linkedin jobs linkedin jobs is helping people find the helping you find the right people for your team faster and for free 
The best part is you can go on LinkedIn Jobs right now and, like we said, post a posting for free. Then add your job in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your LinkedIn profile to help spread the word that you're hiring. Simple tools like screening questions will make it easy to focus on the candidates with just the right skills and experience so you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire. It is why small businesses are rating LinkedIn Jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus leading competitors. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster once again. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash locked on college. That's linkedin.com slash locked on college to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Always appreciate the support from our friends at LinkedIn. All right, last thing, uh, last stands, I guess, here with Clark Barrington. A big thank you for once again making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Always appreciate you guys checking out the show. Now, Clark, a lot of teams this time of year, actually, we're kind of on the back end of it. A lot of programs are having their bye weeks during this period. You guys are the unfortunate crew for the second straight year. You have to play 10 straight weeks of football without a break in the action. Is that, in your mind, a factor in uh, maybe some of, like, you guys could probably use a bye week at this point in your mind? Uh, yeah, I think, um, you know, bye weeks are always nice, you know, get, get the body feeling, feeling right. And, and then I'll just kind of, you know, it, it gives you a chance to improve, you know, just focus on yourself and, and those types of things and not necessarily having to prepare for an opponent. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And try to fix, you know, so, some of the, maybe weaknesses of, of, you know, offense or, or the defense or whatever or whatnot, um, you know, but, you know, it, it is kind of the hand we've been dealt. And so, you know, we're doing the best we can with that. And, and when the time comes, we'll, we'll for sure take advantage of, of that bye week. So in an ideal world, when would you prefer to have a bye week? Are you talking like six games, give me that break and then finish the final half. Where, where would you place it? Yeah, I would say right there, right there in the middle, probably about six weeks. Okay, I think that's the ideal spot for it. <laughs> well, and there, there's been conversations out there across the college football universe about instituting a double buy at some point into these seasons, giving you guys essentially two off weeks throughout it, just to give, like I said, give you that chance to kind of recoup, uh, heal up, and then kind of figure out some of the things that either are going well or in the case of BYU right now, figure out what's going wrong and hopefully fi- fix right. some of them. So maybe at some point that'll come, but that obviously will come too late for you as, as a college football player, probably. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, Kalani admitted on a Saturday night, I also talked about it on Monday, that he is now calling the defense. So he he's the de facto defensive coordinator. He's in there, as he said, talking with his coaches, and he's making up the schemes and then kind of handing them the play sheet and saying, hey, here's what we're going with this week. How much is that taking him away from the offense, if at all? Um, you know, he, he's always been, you know, that, that defensive minded coach. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, honestly, I have no idea, um, you know, how much input he gives uh, on the offense. Um, you know, I know the offensive side of the ball, you know, it's, it's, it's much of a, like a collaborative effort, you know, and when it comes to play calls and, and what we're running and all that stuff. But, uh, you know, I, I don't know how much he, he is or has been involved in, in that. So, not sure, really. So he's not walking into Coach Roderick's office saying, "Hey, you know what? We're going to run this scheme, that type of stuff." Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's happening. <laughs> I get that. I get that. I just obviously there have been staff changes. I'm not saying like the guys have been fired. That type of stuff. It's just been changes within the coaching staff. How do you feel the team overall has responded to the shakeup? Yeah, you know, I think um, we've done a pretty good job. 
you know, just accept changes and, and moving forward and, and, you know, just trying to put our trust in, in the coaching staff and, and, and their decisions and then, you know, doing the best we can to, to fulfill, you know, the the schemes that, that they have gone up for. So. Very cool. All right. Uh, so last thing for me, Clark, obviously Halloween's coming up for you guys. This will be the final game before Halloween. Is Clark Barrington a costume guy? Um, if my wife wants me to be. <laughs> okay. okay. Well, okay. Has she indicated that you will be dressing up this year? Um, she's, she's taking a look at a few different things. Uh, we haven't settled on anything yet. Uh, we dressed up last year cause we had like a murder mystery dinner thing that we okay. did with some, with some of the teammates and stuff. And that actually turned out to be a good time. So, you know, we'll see what happens this year. Okay. So what, t- what type of murder mystery uh, dinner are we talking about? Are we talking like the classic one? What are we talking about here? Um, I don't know if it was the classic like, cause, one like, because I, I've been to somewhere like you have to dress up like, like, like the you dress up like in your Sunday best that type of stuff like it's like kind of the old timey. Oh uh, no, this this one was like a western one, so okay. they kind of assigned characters and then you dressed up as as that character. So it was mostly cowboys and, and cowgirls or whatnot. A few Indians every every now and again, but okay. Fair so enough. It was, it was a good time. So obviously they have that trunk or treat at BYU, and I, I know the coaching staff is huge about that. Coach Lamb seems to go all out. I'm sure Tom Homo goes all out. Uh, how do the yeah. co- how do the coaches handle uh, Halloween and th- like the holiday period that's coming up? Um, I don't know. <laughs> I think some of them enjoy it more than others, but uh, I, I don't know. It, it's it's always a fun time to go to that trunk or treat and and dress up or, or not and hand out candy and all that stuff. So. Well, I guess we'll, uh, BYU fans will keep their eye out for Clark Barrington and see if you and your wife decide to pull something off or whatnot, all right? <laughs> yeah, I guess so. <laughs> uh, okay, last thing for me on that on that front. Obviously, Halloween, it's trick-or-treat period. Favorite candy, you, what, what is your favorite candy? If Clark can pick your favorite, what is it? Yeah, um, honestly, any, any of the Reese's. All right. Uh, Reese's candy, whether it be like a take five or fast break or just a Reese's cup. Yeah, I'll eat any of those. You're about that chocolate <laughs> chocolate and peanut butter, right? Yep, yep. I, I got to say, that's number two on my list. Snickers will always be number one in my heart. So Yeah, that one's pretty good, too. All right, well, very cool. All right, well, Clark, uh, we will let you go. Thank you, as always, for your time. Look forward to catching up with you in a week's time, and hopefully the win streak, oh, I guess the losing streak will be over, and you'll have to be back in the win column. Yep, hopefully. Thank you. All right, that's uh, for Clark. I'm Jake. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Want to encourage you guys now to make your second listen. Our friends over the Locked On Big 12 podcast get caught up on everything going on in Big 12 football with Josh Neighbors in 30 minutes or less. Check that out. Free and available wherever you get your podcast or on YouTube just like this show. Make sure you subscribe and or follow that as well as following us if you're just checking us out for the first time. That'll do it for us. Have a great day. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast. See ya.